Hello and welcome to the Jam Spot Podcast. I'm Henry. And I'm Phil. And today we have Jazz Ellington and this is a truly interesting pod um, where we talk about beats with famous people, some really funny stories, as well as some really, um, really profound experiences and some really important stuff I feel that people would learn a lot from. Uh, as usual, you can catch us on, on socials at the Jam Spot Pod. That's, you know, your... What we got? Instagram? Instagram, TikTok. TikTok now, yeah. We're, yeah. we're, we're down with the kids. Um, and please hit the like and subscribe button because then we can do more of these. We can get more people in. We can continue to have the fun that we've been, we've been having recently. So, yeah, I think that's all it is, isn't it? Here we go. Here we go. Thank you very much. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to the Jam Spot podcast. Hola. How are we today? You good, Henry? <laughs> yeah, not bad. Can't complain. Yeah. Life is good. It's not much sleep, but you know, it's busy yeah. at the moment, isn't it? It's getting up to the festive season, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's been Christmas a, it's been a gigs start week. kicking off and getting a bit yeah. lively. You've been doing some nice ones, haven't you, in the markets and stuff? Yeah, yeah, quite a few uptown. It's, it's quite nice. Get right. a bit festive up there, which is all good. Yeah. Um, so, today we've got the one and only Jazz Ellington. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the Thank Jam Thank you for spot. having me, guys. Thank you. Thank you. You're looking fresh as ever, mate. <laughs> you look great, mate. <laughs> Suave. I tried to transform this morning. Like. <laughs> um, yeah, well, it's, it's great to have you here, mate. Um, so I'm just going to read through a few things um, that I know about you, doing my research, as, sure. as all good uh, journalists do. <laughs> I'm definitely not a journalist. Journalists, I'm definitely like not it. a journalist. Um, so yeah, just, just going through some of the things I, I found out. Um, so you went to the, the Brit School, which I didn't know about. Yeah. Um, was how was that for you? Is that quiet? Man, Brit School was cool because um, I suppose I started. You can start Brit School in year ten, mm. and I started in year twelve. So I finished secondary school, then I went, and it was a cultural shock. I mean, you was, I mean, you know, there's films like what Camp Rock and um, High School Musical and stuff. Imagine, yeah. you know, you watch those films and you see everybody in the in the hallway writing songs and with the guitars out and stuff like that, and everyone's writing a song or doing something creative. Yeah, that's exactly how it was when I went. It was really, really cool to the point border bordering like I'm shocked. I've never oh, seen really? this in the flesh before. So, um, definitely the breeding ground of creativity. Absolutely. And how how long um, was you there for? I did two years. So year 12, year 13, then I was out. Um, and um, I mean, you can do five. There was a, a year 14, um, but it's a business course. Mm. I didn't get in. You did get <laughs> so in. So I was out. <laughs> get out of here. You know what I mean? Fair so, enough, fair enough. Um, and then um, in 2012, you was on The Voice. Yes, I was. Which I imagine is probably not the voice that we know now. Was was that quite sort of early days, the voice in? Had it only just kind of started? Or? It was the first UK season. Oh, wow, okay. The very, very first UK season. Um, and it was amazing. It was life-changing, actually, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. In, um, in what way did it just sort of open a few doors for you? Because you went quite far. Was it yeah. Semi, um, semis? Yeah, semi-finals, semi-finals. Um, it's... It changed everything for me because up until then I was teaching and I'd been teaching solidly for, I want to say 12, 13 years in uh, schools, teaching, running choirs and workshops and stuff like that. Um, so when I went on to the show, um, there was a big explosion and um, it allowed me to just work solely in music. Right. Uh, just doing my music, uh, being, you know, being an artist which is something I always wanted to do first. Mm -hmm. I've loved teaching, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, you know, 
12, 13 years is great, you know. Yeah. Time to be fun. You yeah. know what I mean? But um, yeah, it changed everything. It was just, you know, my night, my my first job, like my go-to job was just singing. So it was completely different. It was a new, it was a new path to navigate. Do you know what I mean? And mm. I wasn't ready for it, if I'm being honest. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> what, in what kind of way was it? Just the, the scale of the show or was it like you'd not really sung like much in public or what kind of, in what kind of way? I think that, China, I want to answer this question nicely and correctly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that where I was at, um, when I, when you do a show like that, it's, there's a lot of things happening around you. There's a lot of, hi Jazz, can we work with you? Can we do this? Or Jazz, like, oh, why aren't you doing that? And people have their opinions and then you start, if you don't know yourself that well, like I didn't know myself that well at the time, you start getting in your own head and stuff. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, um, and then also being prepared for what if it doesn't work out the way that you want it to work out? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, building certain secure things to make sure you can bring money home to your home, to your house. Like, you know, bring bring money home. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, yeah. look after your family. I'd, um, that, the year that I did the show, I had my first, my, my first boy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's now 11. Imagine that, he's 11. Oh. That's how long that show's been going. <laughs> time flies, eh? <laughs> yeah. Man, time flies, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, just um, being ready for, um, you know, knowing what you, what, what you want to do and standing on what you want to do. Mm. Um, there's a lot of people that have really good intentions and they are soundboards, even when you don't ask them to be. <laughs> yeah. So... And that's their way for looking out for you. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it was just, it was an interesting time. And so like, um, I remember, I remember it's gigging seasons and stuff like that. Um, running up here, going down here, doing that, doing this appearance, being here for a bit. And then it all dried up. And then um, I thought to myself, okay, what am I going to do now? Mm. What was next? And, you know, all, all was while trying to navigate your artistry. Yeah, and that's what was happening. A lot of people were just focusing on the money aspect of it. When I came off the show, I was thrown into um, an artist management, um, and they put me on. Um, I think it's a, I want to say CA. Um, they're like an agency that just put you out. Like, like they put, do a lot of um, personal appearances. Be there, okay. do that kind yeah. of thing. A lot of people that come off shows, they end up on there for a bit. And then once it's almost like when it's expiry, then you just disappear. Right, <laughs> so, gotcha, yeah. So was it really that quick, the drop Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, man. It depends on how hot you are, to be honest. I believe that. I'd say that people that come off X Factor would be on there a lot longer than you'd be on there from The Voice. And that's no shade. That's just is what it is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, X is definitely a stronger show. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, then I just started to rebuild me and, you know, see what, what Jazz, what do you want to do? what do you want to do? Do you know what I mean? As opposed to like, you know, just being flang in different corners and just doing what you're told and um, going with, going whatever the way the river is flowing. Do you know what I mean? So to speak. Yeah. So yeah, it was, yeah, I suppose if I was, if I would have thought of it at the time, I think I would have, you know, had a bit more of a plan and stuff in place and mm. stuff like that. But I suppose um, on the show, did you sort of manage to, build up a few relationships and stuff because the other thing I learned about you which it must have come from a show is that you worked with Will I Am yeah. on a project for NASA yeah now that is that is a, pretty nuts <laughs> yeah what is that about you know sometimes you just got to breathe that do. one in a little bit like for NASA you know yeah, NASA. 
S on your CRVs. Yeah, I want to say, I want to say that was out of this world. <laughs> oh, come on, mate. This, we're not that kind of podcast. Man. <laughs> so, yeah. So what, what, what was that about? What did you do? Um, right. So on the show, I did the performance of Let It Be. And um, I had um, two choirs I was working with um, from different schools that I was teaching with at the time come and join me on stage, which was beautiful. Um, it was Southfields Community College and Oasis, um, Oasis Hadley. Mm-hmm. And um, they uh, came and did the song with me, you know. Um, they had a good time. We were the great time and stuff. And while we was in, rec- um, in rehearsal for the show at the BBC Studios, Will came over and was like, Jazz, can I, can I, can I, can we get your choir involved in something? Um, I'm working on something and I need a choir basically over here. And I was like, yeah, sure. Amazing. Of course it's going to be yes. Um, I said, yeah, I'll talk to the teachers and, you know, we'll see what we can do and stuff. Now, if I'm being honest, you will, you know. Yeah. You know, I'm not expecting a follow-up. Let's be honest. You know what I mean? You're, you're busy, you know. Um, and then we finished. I think that was the, that was the day that I came off the show. I was knocked out. And um, he shouts to me and says, so, Jazz, so what are we saying? When you guys freak? And I was like, oh, you're serious? So um, we um, ended up going to... I can't remember what studio it was actually. Ah, Metropolis Studios. Oh yeah. And um, he, um, we we it's only when we got there that I actually realised what the project was and what it was for. He said basically that Nas is doing this um, this big experiment where they're sending a probe to Mars, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> and they're going to stream a song from Mars to Earth. And it was good. it was his song, and the song's called "Reach for the Stars." Oh, do you know, I think I remember this. I think I remember this too. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Imagine, yeah, and and I'm like, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> what planets, solar systems, and Mad, stuff? You know, yeah. okay. So, um, told the kids about it. They were this, they were you know, they were crazy, like excited and stuff. Um, we did it. it. Was really, really good. Kids did really well. Um, song came out, and it happened. They. Streamed the song from Mars to Earth. Wow. Imagine that. That's pretty crazy. Right? That's like an elite club right there. Imagine that on, well, on a CV, I'm, like... I mean, I don't know, but I, there can't be many... I don't know, if this, I don't know if this ever happened yeah, like, since, has it? Has that happened since? It's... it's that's nope. pretty... <laughs> well, yeah. That's, that's pretty really. awesome. It's like... <laughs> that's cool. like... I sometimes think to myself, you done, you've worked with Nessa, Jazz... Yeah. Let alone you worked with Will, like you worked with Nessa. That must have been good for the kids That's, as well, wasn't it? They loved it, man. Um, a lot of them still to this day still talk about it because you know they got to take pictures and chill with a celebrity that they love and you know they follow. Will is amazing, isn't he? Like he's really crazy creative and you know very innovative. One of the craziest yeah. <laughs> artists I know. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? He's like a genius, like mad scientist. So. Yeah, he does, he does give off, off that vibe, doesn't he? Just like, yeah, totally. He like, he almost comes yeah. across like you're not sure if he knows what he's doing, but you know he knows what he's doing. Oh, he's, he yeah. knows exactly what he's doing, man. He's yeah, he's in full control. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he seems he's just got that kind of. There's certain people, isn't there? There's certain like, artists that come along every now and again, and obviously he's not just an artist; he does many different things too. But there's certain people that come along where they really are very distinctive, yeah. And you can never replace them. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of any that spring to mind now. I mean, uh, mm. the one I would always refer to was someone like David Bowie. It was just unique in every way. Yeah. Mm. Um, 
Absolutely. And you can't always quite put your finger on what it is mm. about them that's so different, but there is, you know. I, th- I think what it is, like for me, it's, it's that angle. I mean, we, we spoke about this with, um, with Izzy on the, on the last podcast, but it's, when you're an artist, it's having the vision of every angle, yeah. not just like coming from the perspective of I'm a songwriter, I'm mm. a singer. It's, it's what I'm wearing. It's my visuals. It's yeah, what video yeah. I'm doing. It's sonically, what do I want this, this song to sound like? Is that going to fit in with what I look like? Yeah. It, it, it's literally look at a bit like MJ or yeah. Prince. It's, it's them people Prince, that, one, yeah, particularly, yeah, it's them yeah. people that just have like this vision of everything. It's yeah. like they see the whole the picture, whole 360 of it, whole, whole 360 yeah. picture, and they know exactly what elements need to be dropped in. One hundred, yep. And I think that for me is what makes the greats stand out. Yeah, it's because they they cover every aspect of that. Agreed. Yeah, you know? no, that makes sense. It's like the difference between a singer and an artist, right? Yeah, it's it's the whole package that comes within. One hundred. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, so then, after you've done the NASA thing, um, you then set up the House of Ellington. Is that right? Yeah. This is your, your main band now. My baby, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> the House of Ellington. To be honest, it was always, before it was called the House of Ellington, it was always the house, really. That's right. how we always used to move as a house. I love that as a name, though. Yeah, like, it's, just, right. it's so, like, um, collective, do you know what I mean? It's like if you're in the house, you're part of the family kind of, yeah. kind of thing. That's yeah. what it is. It's honestly a family affair. Like um, like uh, Alicia, I'll talk about Alicia. I've been singing with Alicia since we left Brits school. Right. Um, she was, she went Brits as well. There's a, another lady named Jenny I sing with, same Brits school. Kirsten, my wife, came after. <laughs> I was going to say, how, how does that, because she's in, in the band now. So yes, she is. How does, that, how does that work? How does the dynamic work with working with your, your missus? She's going to see that. I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, right. So it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's, it's wonderful to be able to do something that you love doing with, you know, your partner. Definitely. Um, we have a lot of fun together. Um, the long drives we get to share, thank God. It's mm. tough sometimes. Yeah. Um, there it comes with its struggles. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Definitely. I mean, we're uh, in the world of you know gigging and stuff. The stuff that we do, um, where we are almost out, especially in the gigging season, we're out most weekends and stuff. And mm-hmm. you know, there's a sacrifice of time with of time with family. And that's tough, man. It's yeah. um, we spoke about it. Uh, yeah. It's it's a tough one sometimes. Um, and we're in our. In our in our effects, we are both out. It's not one of us; it's both of us. Yeah. So that can get quite tough. And you know, I was saying to you, feel like you know, sometimes it, I can feel a bit guilty, like you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh. We we had we had this conversation over Instagram. I, I think I saw you you put a post out, and um, you seemed yeah, yeah. I think at the time you seemed quite low with it. Like I was, you, man. You had like a real kind of. I could see you just had like guilt written all over your face, <laughs> and you were tired, and you'd been working. I. I like we we'd never really spoken much before that. I, I, like mm. I said, we I did one gig with you, and we kind of hung out for like fifteen twenty minutes before yeah. the gig, and that, that's kind of it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I saw that post of yours, and I, I kind of really relate to it because I'm a I'm a dad as well, and um, I I too have that those days where I mean I'm sure every every parent has it. Um, we just get those days where you just feel you can't really give anything, you know, because either you're just really exhausted from working or you've, you know, especially musicians where you're getting in late, you've done maybe a 200 mile drive the day before or the night yeah, before. Man. And then, you you know, you get up early in the, the next day or whenever you, you get up and you kind of, you jump straight into that, 
parent life. Man's real. And it's really difficult. You know, obviously, you're, you're, is it a little girl you've got? I've got a boy, he is 11, and my little girl is three. Oh, right, so I didn't know he had two. So I've I've got two. Mm. Eldest is three, the other one's just sort of coming up to six months. Okay. And... That is that is difficult enough, but having like older kids where it's like a little bit more, because like when they're little, they maybe don't understand as much. Mm. But when they're older, and they maybe expect a little bit more. Oh from yeah, one hundred percent. And especially so, if you've got two parents out, I mean, I'm I'm lucky enough where my wife stays at home and she's amazing. Like she mm. she will take care of them. You know, if I need to stay in bed, just that little couple of hours extra, like she was sort right? it out for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if there's two of you that have been in the same boat, man, how, how'd you work that? It's uh, it's tough. It's <laughs> to be honest. Like for example, we, um, me and my wife are Christians. We we serve at church as well and stuff like that. I don't serve at the moment, but my wife is serving at church, so she's on the worship team and stuff like that. Right. So I remember there was times when I was serving that we would be like, let's we'll be out. Let's say on average two times on the weekend, let's say Friday, Friday night and Saturday night. Mm. And then um, because we live in Ashford, Kent, and we just love the M20. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, if it's Operation Stack or if something's <laughs> crazy is going on, yeah. there's no, there would, I would say well, 90% of the time there'll be a diversion when you're coming off stage at midnight. Oh, yeah. And sometimes it's, the signs are posted nicely so you can see it. Yeah. Other times you're driving around in circles yeah. going crazy, just trying not to go to sleep and stuff like that. And then yeah. we get home, I don't know, sometimes 2.30, going on 3 o'clock. Then you're wired and you need to kind of come down off of it. So then yeah. you end up getting into bed at 3.30, 4 o'clock. Yeah. And then you've got this tap on your shoulder and you see a little girl going, saying, saying um, wake up, Elsa, wake up. Yeah. <laughs> she loves Frozen, do you know what I mean? And yeah. it's just like, it's parent time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's like we're both tired. Yeah. Um, and then um wifey's doing a nine to five as well. And it's like oh, wow. that is tough. So it's it was it was a it's crazy because when you know when it's in the when the gig season is in full effects, man, you know it's go, 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 yeah. go, go, go. Because the truth of the matter is when the season's out, sometimes it's sparse. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So um Dead. you kind of just get on with it and do the best you can. Yeah. And um, as we like, like I was saying on even on that Instagram post, I remember thinking to myself, "Man, this is, this is really tough," you know, because I just started to feel bad. Like you know, my son wants to play, you know, games with me, or you know, just do you know, parent and uh, child things. You yeah. know what I mean? And, yeah, yeah. and I'm just too. I'm just very, very tired. Exhausted, yeah. And I can't mentally get myself into that, um, yeah. into that place. Mm. And then to add on to the fact that you know we. You know, the serving that church thing, we'd get to, um, like I said, we'd sometimes get into bed at four, three thirty in the morning, and then we'd have to get to church at eight o'clock. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. To do what we're doing, and yeah. that it was breaking us for a bit. It was, it was like um, quite hard, and we had conversations of like, how, what if we pull back a bit? And I said to, I said mm. to Kirsten, my last name's Kirsten. I said to her, "Babes, you need to, um, do you need, do you want to take a break or anything?" She's like, she loves doing what she does. It's yeah. just. Do you know what I mean? And to yeah. take a break from that, that's her dying inside. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I would be saying the same thing if it was me. So mm -hmm. it's like now, um, because I do work on cruises and stuff like that, and sometimes I'm just away. Yeah. Um, we've learned to be a bit more intentional with our time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We're not just going to go out and do everything if there's something going on in the family. Sometimes it means missing out. Yeah. You know, FOMO has to get conquered. Yeah, <laughs> do you know exactly. What I mean? so, yeah. 
Yeah, because you, you mentioned yeah. like you go on like the cruises and stuff. Yeah. Um, and again, that's like big periods of time just oh, away. Yeah. And in fact, I, I, mean, I know you mentioned that, um, is it next year, early next year you're doing a, is it a play or? Yeah, yeah. man, I am, it's my first, I'm going to be doing a musical, uh, Bonnie oh. and Clyde. It's my first time in a musical. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> I am the preacher. Yes. Wow, amazing. It's <laughs> amazing. Fitting, very fitting. Um, I'm terrified. If Are I'm you really? <laughs> Are you really? I'm terrified. <laughs> like, it's always been a dream to do a musical. I've always wanted to do a musical. Like, um, growing up watching, especially like, you know, musical films. Like, I was a big, I am a big, let's call it what it is. I, um, I grew up on Doris Day. So like, you know, like musical films and yep. stuff like that. Um, Calamity Jane, just to name one out of many. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I've always thought, yeah, what, what would it be like to, you know, be in a musical and just, you know, uh, a singing role or so, you know, I always find that musical songs are always well written. Do you know what I mean? They're quite epic and stuff. And yeah. and so it's just a different um, uh, a side different, of creativity, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's so, a different world, really, compared to what you... This is a different challenge, too. Man, that's why I'm terrified. I'm like... <laughs> Whoa. I think you'll be right. <laughs> I hope so. No, no. <laughs> yeah, man, I've got a great agent. So um we're just gonna just we're gonna go for it and just get in there. But yeah, it'll be my first first musical. I like the mentality as well. It's it's hard, isn't it, to put yourself in a position. I've had it recently too, where I've had to put myself in a position where I'm doing something that doesn't come naturally to me. Not necessarily that it doesn't come naturally to you, but in the sense of it isn't what I've been doing for the past ten years or something. Mm. And suddenly it's a change. Mm. In my case, it's uh, it's going to be pit work or something like that. Mm. And like, oh, <coughs> it's a bit nerve wracking, but it's kind of admirable that you can put yourself in a position where you're like, you know what? No, I'm going to do this. I'm nervous. Yeah, but I'm going to do this. How do you get around that? How do you put yourself in that and go, I'm going to go for it? I, I, I was thinking, I, <laughs> I ask myself that all the time and I think to myself, <laughs> maybe I'm just a little bit crazy. You know what I mean? Like just... Uh, I always try to push myself. I try to, like, um, I have a night called The Right House. Um, we haven't done anything in a while, but even to put on an event, like, it's always like, I've never done this before, just do it. Um, I've never uh, made clothes before, just, just do it. I've never done this before, just, just do it. And luckily enough, I'd say 90% of the time it comes together. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, you know, just throw caution to the wind and just get on with it. Do you know what I mean? You live once and just do it. Do you know what I mean? Just do it. You don't want to grow up, grow um, into the older days and then think to yourself, oh, I wish I just gave that a go and, you know, I wish I did that. And, totally you know. agree. Yeah. So um, I don't speak from a place of, look at me, how wonderful I am. And, you know, um, I just do it. No, I'm just, I am terrified. <laughs> I am terrified all of the time. <laughs> That's you and the me truth. both. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's quite a common thing, isn't it, in music as well? I mean, in any yeah. creative thing, in sport, I know it's it's mm. really common. But being terrified is kind of it's kind of a good thing, I guess, in a weird way. Yeah, yeah. Push pushing yourself out of your comfort zone is definitely something that everyone should do because otherwise you don't progress. You know, because once yeah. you've done it once, you can go. Actually, I got away with that one. Next time, I'll be better <laughs> at it. And yeah, I'll, I'll do it. You know, yeah. I'll do it better. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I've always sort of tried to be of that mindset of like. Just say yes. If I, you know, if something comes my way, I'd say yes, mm. and I'll deal with the consequences after. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. Just get through it. Just do everything you can to get through it, because it, that that opportunity might not come again. Yeah. But if you do it and you do it half decent and you get by, 
that might come again. You, you're only going to regret it if you're if you don't do it. Exactly. If you do yeah. do it, it doesn't yeah, quite yeah. come off. You're just saying, oh, well, it didn't quite happen, but at least I know now. Yeah. You know, one hundred. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just a, a good mentality to have. Um, but going back to like, you just draw that in there, but making your own clothes like yeah, that is that's that cool. not something everyone does yeah like what's, where's that come from oh my goodness this is great right, i'm gonna give you the truth i'll tell you the truth so um in uh year seven when i was i don't know what age what's that um well my son's in year seven so it's 11 years old they would uh there was this uh classical text, textiles mm-hmm. and we were taught the basics this. you come we all did it yeah and we were taught the basics of uh the sewing machine use and stuff like that all of us and I was just really good at it I don't know why I was just really good at it and um um I remember stopping because of peer pressure like oh it's not, it's not cool to make clothes and it's not cool you know why are you playing football my um, school weren't allowed them in the end was that <laughs> they used to like love them at each other oh gosh <laughs> gosh and um I just left it there just and then and honestly I forgot about it and then lockdown hit and um where I was I was I had gigs with Gregory Porter and all sorts of things in the diary. It was going to be a nice, lucrative year. We was going to buy our house. Yeah, you know I mean, it was just like, yes, bring that year on. And then, you know, everything went and disappeared. And we were pregnant with my little girl. And we ain't got no money, you know? <laughs> and um, I'll tell you the truth. Wifey's on statutory uh, maternity pay. So there was literally nothing. Mm-hmm. And I, we were just like, well, how are we going to get clothes? How are we going to do that? We, I mean, thank God we got really cool family and friends that were really supportive and stuff um and um there was there's a lady that um in camden um called josiah amari she got her shops called josiah amari she made some made these beautiful harems and stuff and she was really really inspiring do you know um in the stuff that she was doing and stuff and i just thought to myself i'm gonna buy a sewing machine and who buys a sewing machine when there's no money? Does that make sense? It doesn't. But you know, when you pit, I've, I try to follow my gut, not to be cliche about it. And um, I said to Kirsten, my wife, I said, listen, I'm gonna buy, let's buy a sewing machine. She's like, yeah, let's do, it, let's do it. She wanted to make some bows and stuff. Bought the sewing machine and um, I didn't expect what happened next to happen. It kind of took off a bit. Um... And um, we're just making clothes and people were buying these clothes, man. They were, we were getting a lot of orders from America. Um, oh, really? Yeah. And um, the kids' clothes were going as well. So the kids' side is called Marley James, after my little girl. And um, the adult side is called Ellerton James. Um, and so we started making stuff for friends, you know, try that out for me, tell me what's wrong with it, you know, if, you know, just to trial and error, it, it was something, it was a crazy investment. Um, I don't know, don't ask me how we even got into it, because, you know, if there's no money, how did you get there? Like, you know, to yeah, buy the yeah. fabric and stuff. I don't really. You know what I mean? But anyway, we somehow got to that place and then um, I made some, uh, uh, a pair of harms for, um, do you know a group called Tank of the Bangers? Oh, I can't say Okay, I they're from New Orleans, they're crazy, you need to just Google them, just okay. all I'm going to say, amazing. And they they came into the right house. My um my night. That's how I know them. Right. Um, they won tiny desk one year. Okay. And um, yeah. And um, tank the least thing as she was wearing some of my clothes. And um, Layla halfway saw it, and I ended up making some um, harms to Layla halfway as well. Mm. And um, just some other friends and stuff. It's just been an adventure. Um, I make kimonos. And I make harems. And if we fast forward after that, uh, the house at Ellen, we just decided. I just decided to make. The uniform. 
just kit them all out and yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 and it's That's been so cool <laughs> I know. don't think i'm doing that for it's you. crazy I right i can't <laughs> even I, I don't was i terrified yes are they gonna like it oh my god do they hate it how come they haven't posted the picture yet you know all the stuff that goes through your head that's yeah, the yeah. that's that's the truth of it um um cool. it's what? been a roller coaster with that one you know it's i think it leads back to what we were talking about before you know mm. why not why not just give it a go and see what happens yeah you know, we bought a sewing machine i see it a little bit i don't know if this is the case because i know nothing about it but i see it a little bit as if you want to if you if a bit low on money and you want to um buy some food then why mm. not buy if you have a garden why not buy the right? seeds and yeah. see what grows you know yeah 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 um and you never know what's going to come out of that so well, that is very philosophical well you right? know <laughs> you don't just get you know ridiculously bad puns with me do you <laughs> you go deep don't you mate you go deep um yeah but mate what a, what a thing to pick up during lockdown because i mean a lot, a, a lot of musicians yeah i mean a lot of musicians kind of took on jobs and stuff i mean i know i just sat at home playing football manager for <laughs> months on end. yeah it was such a great period of time you had quite good success with that though did you yeah we won't go into my uh, career on football manager but um <laughs> but yeah but i mean what 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 a great thing to sort of pick up and and do you know because it's still creative and mm. it's still within your own control of like how much you want to do yeah if I want to push this, I can push it. If I, if I don't, I don't have to. You yeah. know, but to then get picked up and then getting orders for America, like that's, that's insane. That is pretty it's great. mad, isn't it? That's I can't really even... mad, yeah. God's good, man. That's all I can say. Yeah, so going back, going back to your, your music stuff, um, so also I had a look at some of the people you worked with. Yeah. I'll just pretty, say this is crazy. Yeah? This is pretty <laughs> mad, yeah. So you've worked with Will I Am, uh, Trevor Horn, uh, Marcus Fahili, mm-hmm. is that his name? Um, Eternal, Pharrell mm-hmm. Williams, Westlife, Jamelia, Boy George, Tom Jones, Bobby McFerrin, Rita Ora, and Jesse J. Now, that, like, that is a bit of a, a current who's who yeah. of artists. Just, just a few, yeah. Like, <laughs> just the other one. <laughs> did, did, did a lot of that come from your connection with Will I Am, or did it sort of just happen? Or, you know, I'll say just happen, nothing just happens, but. No, did you work your way into them positions, and then all of a sudden you're getting linked with this per- person and doing BVs for that person? How did it? How did all them gigs come about? Honestly, a lot of it was before the voice. Was it okay? Yeah, um, I suppose it starts off as uh, um, jazz. We're doing. Um, we, we've got a gig. Um, they're trying to get a choir together, and um, you're going to be doing I don't know four sets at um, Selfridges or something like that. And then you do the gig and then you meet someone that's like, oh, that guy jazz was really cool, you know? Um, and then, um, you know, they do a gig and like they need someone, someone, you know, they call me in and then you meet that person, then you meet that person and yeah, all of yeah. a sudden you meet, you're working with someone that, you know, that puts all the gigs together and they're like, oh, jazz is really cool to work with. And it kind of almost like a domino effect. Yeah. I can't remember exactly how most of them came about, but it's definitely from... Oh, cover for this person. So then you meet the other people that you're coming for, covering right. for, yeah. and then like, oh, Jazz, I forgot something that comes up. I'm going to call you, and a, a domino from there, I suppose. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, um, Was it mainly through like networking with people? Like, because I know a lot of a lot of people now they sort of go into like the you know the jam, the jam nights and stuff like in town, mm. like particularly like Soho. Mm. What's that well-known one everyone goes to? Trevor. 
yeah, Troy Bar. Yeah. yeah, everyone yeah. goes there. It's like the place to be seen. Do you know what I mean? Did you did you do that much like of of that stuff? No, no, I didn't. I was uh, I didn't do much open mics to be honest. Um, I think that it was um, doing like you know group sessions, like a, a choir session, and then you kind of get asked to do a, a lead part. And then people kind of know who you are through because they've heard you sing or something like that. Mm. It was more, I would say it's more that route. Um, but you can, you mm. know, at places like Troy Bar where a lot of people go down there to jam. Like, you know, a lot of, a lot of celebrities go down there as well. Mm. Um, where's another place? Oh, Vibe Village is the freshest thing. Everyone needs to check out Vibe Village. Vibe that, Village. Where's the Vibe place? Village, man. That is my, um, my good friend Matthew Allen runs it. And um, it's definitely... If you want to be exposed to the industry, but also to the heart of music and the heart of creativity and everybody, you know, just getting together and just having lots and lots of fun. Mm. Yeah, Vibe Village is definitely a place to Yeah, because I, I feel it's like, like the new, yeah. Just going back to some of these names that you've worked with, um, are they, were they kind of uh, gigs or were they recordings or? Okay, so uh, remember I said it was before The Voice and stuff. Mm-hmm. So some of them were, a lot of them were BVs, back in back in vocals. Yeah. Um, off the list, we always definitely back in vocals. Trevor Horn back in vocals. I mean Trevor Horn, like that's the, that's a big name, isn't it? That's, <laughs> that is a huge. big name to drop. Yeah. 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 And was that recording? Um, no, he was. Uh, at the, I think he was he was touring his um, catalogue. So you know he's worked with some amazing artists. Yeah. Um, so he'd call. Uh, singers like me and myself in, you know, Kirsten Dre. Um, insane vocalist. Goodness gracious. <laughs> um, Kirsten Dre in, some other singers and stuff, and we'd sing their, um, the the songs that he made. You know what I mean? So a bit of um, the, the Buggles yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, some of um, Seal stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Some yeah. Grace Jones stuff. Do you know what I mean? It's so. funny. He's one of those people that you forget as well. Like, I forgot yeah. about the, um, the stuff. Yeah. And he's yes. so down to earth. He's so cool, yeah. man. He's just cool. Really? <laughs> yeah. Nice guy, yeah? Yeah, just like Guy Chambers. He's another one I've worked yeah. with. Like, he's so cool. Yeah. So cool. Man. That's always good to hear, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, they say don't meet your heroes. Yeah, do. But <laughs> yeah. you have, yeah. You know yeah. that 2% out of the 100, that's just awful people, but you know, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't met an awful hero yet, thank God. That's yeah, good, so. that's right. good. Yeah. yeah. Nor have I, actually. Not that I've met many, but nor have I saying that, so. Yeah, so I mean, I've, I, haven't, I haven't, I've met a few, like, <coughs> I think the one that always stands out to me is Mel C. She's really nice. cool. Really nice, yeah. Like, so me and Katie did a gig for, I think it was a Teenage Cancer Trust, years ago at the, at the Groucho Club. And um, I think at the time, Dynamo was quite big, you know, the magician. He yep. was there. Um, Rufus Hound was hosting it. Um, and Mel C, Mel C was playing before us or after us, I can't remember. But I remember, like, we did a sound check. We only, it was only doing, like, two songs acoustically. We did a sound check and then... Mel C arrived and I just went, oh my God, that's, that's Mel C. You know, I mean, like growing up, the Spice Girls were... They were huge. Yeah, yeah, together. The Spice Girls, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and yeah, so she come over and she was just like, how are you doing? You know, you sounded really good. Um, you know, ask, she was really personable, like really asking about taking the interest in what you was doing. Mm. Um, and that was all cool. But the main thing that got me right is when she took her, she took her like hoodie off and it was the tattoo on her arm. <laughs> you know that it was so recognizable. Yeah. And I, yeah. when I saw that tattoo, I was like a little bit starstruck. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. it was really I was like, oh god, that is it's really her. It's yeah. really her. 
But yeah, it's just really nice, nice to you know speak to. Really, yeah, I found that the majority of the people. I mean, like I say, it's not not the, as many people as as you work with and all that stuff. But the majority of people I have worked with who have been either in the limelight years ago or now, um, they've always been. I, I don't think there's any exception. I think they've always been really, really nice people. Mm. Um, That's a blessing when it's like that. Yeah, mm. yeah. Man. I'm very lucky in that sense, you know. And I think mm. it's. I, I must admit, most people you speak to say the same. I've noticed. I mean, mm. there's always the odd horror story, but yeah. Have you had yeah. any of those? None. Well, hold on. No, thank God. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> I was expecting like thank a God. real big. Like, Not, no, I haven't. See you going through the archive, going. Nope. Yeah, like, just, <laughs> I did have a mad situation when we um, did the Lauren Hill thing. Oh my gosh. That's right. So you you opened for Lauren Hill. Yeah, imagine that, man. Um, that was after the voice, and um, <laughs> we um. <laughs> it wasn't called the house at the time. It was just under my name. Right. But it was the house. And um, it was at, at the time we had a residency at the Dover Street Arts Club. And they put us forward to be, to open for her. And that was amazing. And, and come on. I'm, well, I'll tell you the truth. So um, we walk in for our sound check. And, um, you know, Lauren's up there with her band. And I'm just like, yo, that's Lauren Hill, man. <laughs> We and I'm trying to pull it together because it's, it's a we've got a real problem here. Jazz, do not act the fool. <laughs> do not act the fool right now. And she came over to me and she said, "Hello, how are you?" And I kind of just went, <laughs> "That's all I did." You just prayed at us. So embarrassing. <laughs> Probably, but probably the most embarrassing, like, Jazz, you do not know how to act. What is wrong with you? You could have said anything. Can I get a picture? Oh, my God, you're the reason why I sing. She is. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Lauren Hill, man, that blew my head. Like, you know, Miss Hill standing before you. Like, I, I can't tell you what Sister Act 2 did for me. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. In terms of, I'm sure people got the same testimony because... Lauren Hill has definitely been a massive, massive influence um, in terms of my, cre my creativity and even the fact that I run choirs and stuff like that. And you know what I mean? Like mm. when I was younger, watching Whoopi Goldberg and stuff, that was my accent and being in church and, you know, and going through it myself and stuff and being a choir director and a, 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 a vocal arranger and stuff like that. It's Lauren Hill, that was a big deal, man. And, that's my little embarrassing story that I did. To be fair, I mean, I don't blame you. I, I don't blame you at all. I, th I think, you know... Um, We've all got that one person, right? Yeah, yeah I'd probably like, be saying, like, meeting Paul McCartney or someone. Oh, like, man. Oh, yeah. I think it'd be Marcus Miller. Say, I think it'd be I mean? Marcus Miller for me. Marcus Miller? Yeah, because, I mean, come man. on. I've spent my life trying to sound like him. And okay. unsuccessfully so, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd just be like... Dude, yeah. <laughs> you don't know what like, well, my yeah, whole just, career is down to. Certain people are just like, what do I, what do I say to you? You know, what do yeah, I yeah, ask you? Just, yeah. um, so when you when you got asked to do that, was you doing your own material at that point, or was yeah. it covers? Or so, although like you know, the house has always kind of done. We do covers and stuff like that, mm. like other bands. We kind of play it a little bit left. A lot left, <laughs> actually. And I would always add like some original stuff in there. And yeah. over the years, some of the original stuff we'd done, people thought, where can I hear that song? There's a song in particular called Susie that I wrote with uh, Mark Morrison. Not Return of the Mac, Mark Morrison. I was going to say, just, <laughs> just, just name dropping now. Just about a faint on the yeah. sofa. <laughs> Not Return of the Mac, Mark Morrison. Um, 
keys player, amazing guy. And we used to just gig it. Like, um, and it would come on and people would start dancing. You know, like, there's normally the floor clearers when it's an original song. Because yeah. they don't know it. Yeah, yeah. But I think because of the style of the song, people felt like they knew it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, like, people come up to us and like, oh, who's that song by? Because we can't find it on Spotify. Oh, it's not out yet. It's a Jazz Ellington song. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh. Yeah. Tell him he needs to recently release it and record it, like, immediately. Do you know what I mean? And... Um, yeah, I mean, we, we play it a little bit left. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Just um, keep it fresh. Yeah, otherwise it's gonna. it feels like Groundhog Day sometimes. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I do, I do yeah. feel you on that you one. You feel me, yes. yeah. Even well, when I'm on the cruise ships, so, sorry, even even on the cruise ships, I, I try to, I add, well, don't try, I add Susie and another uh, cover, um, another original song, mm-hmm. just so I can stay sane. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. feel like I'm holding on to some bit of originality and creativity because mm. I think if that when that goes, I think that's when it's a wrap. Yeah, for I think me, that's yeah. one of the things I really liked because uh, me, me and Phil met two years ago, something like that, and I, I just stepped on a gig. But one of the things I really liked about it was the fact that you liked us to play things in our own way, which I think you have to. Like, I yeah, think if, you, if like, you're in a, it more interesting, mm. if you're doing like in a function band um, and you're doing gigs week in week out, the same material more or less. Like you have to have fun with it as, yeah, as best you can because otherwise you would go stir crazy and you won't enjoy it, you know. And as much as I do, at times think oh, I can't, I can't be bothered to do this, <laughs> you know, which is a fact of life. You know, you do get bored with certain elements of of it. But I think if you were to then sort of take away any creativity of of what you're playing, then it would just kill it stone dead. Yeah, man. And I think that's why, like you know, and I have depth for bands. Um, We've all been sort of similar, you know. You, you play as long as you know how to play the song, put your own stamp on it. As long as it's not outrageous and you don't recognise the track, like yeah. I mean, I'm looking at you, Henry. <laughs> um, Everyone loves the slap bass solo. Yeah, I'm just saying, no, they, do, they do, mate. But if if you don't do that, then yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'd have given up years ago. But yeah, that's why yeah. I can't get my head around them. Them like certain bands. I mean, obviously it works for them. Each to their own. But then bands that are like. These are the charts. These are like, you know, we play to backing tracks. And it's like, well, that's great because yeah. it, it must sound great, but there's no like spontaneity with it. So, like, if I just want to take a solo, if I'm playing to a, a click track or a backing track, you're governed by it. Yeah. You can't, I can't, I can't vibe this for another five minutes and really milk it with the audience. You are yeah, absolutely yeah. loving it because we've got to stick to the track. Mm-hmm. One of the ones I really like is when you've got like a, an MD on talkback, like mm. you know that with the gospel stuff, mm. and it's just like, and you're like, and they're giving it to you, and they're like, come on, you're going to go ham on this bit, right? Go on, bass player. And yeah, <laughs> and yeah. you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jer- Jerome. <laughs> yeah, Jerome with the mic. Sometimes we're just laughing our head off because he says something, but he's always that guy saying something crazy on the, on the, on the talkback. <laughs> but it makes it so much fun, doesn't oh, it? Oh, man. It really yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. But Jerome's great, man. He's, he's... Absolutely. He's such a good keys player. King Jerome. Yeah. Sir Cozy. Have you got any sort of other goals that you want to kind of, you're trying to set ah, yourself? Got ya. In the next sort of few years or? You know what? I've always said I want to do a Bond song. That'd be yes. amazing, wouldn't yes. it? And it seems so far, <laughs> like <laughs> nowhere near it, but I've always said, I all, I've always wanted to do a Bond song. Um, and I've always wanted to sing the, the American Anthem at an event. I don't know why the American Anthem. Maybe it's a thing, because it is a thing yeah, yeah. for um, musicians and artists and stuff. 
I know all the words. <laughs> You're ready <laughs> to just go. Say yeah. it. Just say it. <laughs> just put it out there. Like, yeah, yeah. Be cool. <laughs> no, um, Have you got a favourite Bond song? Um, I love Skyfall, you know. It is a, it's a real good, good tune. Yeah. 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 Probably Skyfall. Yeah, I... I it's a thing because you know the the, um, the opening song is such a it's a like it's what we do over here. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I definitely yeah that would be a dream, a dream to do that. Um, I would love to. Um, <laughs> I would love to open for D'Angelo. Amazing. Okay. I would love to. I'd love to do anything for D'Angelo. Like I'll be a <laughs> BV. I can carry your backpack. <laughs> D'Angelo is by far my favourite artist. Like, yeah, I, um, I got I got um, into him through uh, Pino, you know, uh, bass player Pino Palladino. Oh yeah, uh, that was that, that was my introduction, and, and Pino is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, he's your prey moment, isn't he, mate? <laughs> yeah, like he's. I, I, I met. Um, I was lucky enough to to do a, a thing with Paul Young um, mm. a few years ago, and um, I remember him turning up. And the first thing was he, he had a, a Bruce Springsteen T-shirt, mm. on, which was cool. Was it? Yeah, anyway, yeah. But I remember saying to him, I was like, I was playing. Um, I've got one of the songs called now. It's the one off the same album of. Um, oh my, me and names is terrible. I would sing it, but it would absolutely ruin this podcast. If I do. Go on, mate. Drop it. Um, <laughs> oh, I can't even remember. <laughs> It's got a lovely fretless bass line on it, but it's, it's not Where I Lay My Hat, but it was on the same album. Okay. And I remember saying to him, like, I'm playing a Pino track. This is like, <laughs> I am Pino today. Like, this is amazing. I mean, I'm significantly shorter. <laughs> I might add, and I'm not Welsh, so, like, you know, <laughs> but everything else, I'm, I'm there. And I remember, like, after we finished playing it, and um, he looked over and he was like, you nailed it, mate. <laughs> and I was just like, oh. Sweet. I love you. Compliments, yeah. <laughs> so I think we've sort of come to the end of, of our time with you now, mate. But um, right. have you got any, what what sort of advice, would you give yourself any advice if you could look back, say 10 years and go and say, Jazz, you need to do this? Or have you been sort of quite happy with how things have, have been up to this point? If I was to look back 10, about 10 years, that would be, I would have just come off the voice, I think. It's been that long, imagine that. <laughs> um, you packed a lot into 10 years, to be fair. Yeah. I know, we did. Yeah, 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 for real. Um, my advice to myself would be to trust myself a bit more than I did. Um, trust my gut instincts. Because I remember coming after the show, um, when I was with um, the management that I was with, a lot of them was just like throwing, a, almost, almost force-feeding the root of what an artist coming off those kind of platforms would take. Like, um, do this track, do this pop track, do this dance track, do this, try this, try that. I found myself doing a 360, like just going all the way back to my being myself. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I write songs from my heart. Do you know what I mean? In terms of like, aud I've always referred to music as my audible diary when I do my writing and stuff. Like I was, it's always normally of it's of an experience of mine. Do you know what I'm saying? Something happened or someone told me something funny and I wrote something about it or there's something, there's a connection about it. And um, I would think when I say that, I mean, literally I'll just be, Jazz, just do what... I don't want to say just jazz, do what you want to do. Do you know what I mean? But know yourself and be comfortable knowing yourself. You're going to have a lot of people that have that, are, that have Ill will, to, Ill will towards you, people that love you and are saying everything, in, you know, best and good intentions and stuff like that. But the best, just, to, just go. 
go with yourself and don't be worried to make a mistake because you've gone with yourself. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's all a part of it. I feel like I'd be a bit more bolder earlier. My confidence and stuff like that, you know, mm. just not feeling good enough. And mm. um, when you listen to a lot of things that people say and stuff around you, I mean, I've gone through, it's been an amazing 10 years going on 11, 12 since the show and stuff like that. But it was also quite heartbreaking as well. It's quite hard mm. in terms of your creative and your artistry. You feel like you take a, a step back from it. People are calling you to sing. Ordinary people, ordinary people, that really just stops. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Um, but now I get called to just do songs that are already out. And I really want to get into this into the position of just, not just doing my own stuff, but allow my stuff to take, the center stage do you know what I mean um yeah it's been yeah it's been tough you know what I mean yeah. I, in fact the toughest thing I've ever heard I said, I'm gonna say this I was uh I've got a good friend that's an A&R now this person loves me he loves me got nothing but love for me and he sat me down and he said he told me that um um basically um, the, a brief went around the, um, the record label. I won't say which one. Um, for me, in terms of like, you know, how they saw me and stuff. And they had it on there as like a, a CeeLo Green kind of thing. And mm-hmm. um, obviously I get it. Big and Black, let's call it what it is. You know what I'm saying? And um, they didn't know what to do with me. He said to me, Jazz, I'm going to be honest with you. Because he's seen it and had the conversations. They, they're very, they know. And they acknowledge you as being really amazing and like you know one of the groundbreaking male artists in the country and stuff but they also see as a wild card do you know what i mean Mm. and in effect some of them they've never they have not ever said it like that but they are looking for the white version of you that was heartbreaking yeah that was heartbreaking because there's nothing i can do about that do you know what i'm saying but i understood everything you said and i I can and i understood the position of the record company and why they would be like that. Do you know I mean? It took me a while to get there, don't get me wrong. Mm. But, um, it must have been, I mean, I, I can't imagine what that's like, obviously, but yeah. it must be, did you feel a lot of anger at that time or resentment? It was awful. It was like, um, it was a tough one because obviously I know you're telling me that for the truth, just so you know. Um, it's better that you say, Jazz, you're too fat. Call it what it is, like you're too big, you're too, you're round, you're too round. Right. Or jazz, <laughs> or your songs. Because you, you can do something about it. Right. Yeah. I'm not yeah, going to yeah. be anything about that one. And the yeah. reason why they, they're looking for that is because it's a lot, it's, it sells more. In this country, you have to look at who's buying music, who's actually yeah, still, yeah. who was, you know what I mean? What, what is selling? Do you know what I mean? If I looks like One Direction or something like that or something like that and I'm singing the same way I'm doing, which I don't believe I would be here. I believe yeah. everything would be open and available to me, if I'm being honest. Mm. Um, but the fact that it's something that I can't work on or change or anything like that, that's quite a difficult pill to swallow. Yeah, yeah. And it's quite, it, over the years, it's, I've, I've only just started talking about it. Do you know what I mean? I posted something the other day, like uh, maybe last year or something like that. Because people keep, what's hard is that people go, Jazz, what's happening? Yeah, We're really yeah. big fans and stuff like that. And they say all the most lovely things. And it's like, I don't know what to tell you because it looks like, on, it, I can understand why you don't get it because in your world, it, you, you've had this effect 
Why aren't you here? You you sound like this and other people don't sound like that. Why are you struggling? Like, mm. why, why won't... Well, it looks like they won't give you a chance and stuff. And some, so some of them I've actually just had to say, listen, I've got mad massive love for the love that you show me. But sometimes when you send the messages, it kind of sends me into a spin, yeah. a spiral on that day. Do you know what I mean? That's quite hard to swallow as yeah. a pill. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's yeah, quite, imagine, yeah. quite difficult. And so like, you kind of you have to just, with love, explain to them, this is how it works. Do you know what I mean? And um, that's my portion at the moment. Do you know what I mean? And... Yeah. Um, is there anything I can do about it? Maybe one day someone will come and see me for who I am. You never know. Mm. Um, that's not me giving up hope or faith. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. I'm still believing. I'm still going to push forward no matter what. I'm still going to... Mm. I'm going to write an album, guys. Yeah. Writing an album and writing it. I'm going to pull it out and it's going to be my work. It's going to be... I'm going to be completely happy with all of it from top to bottom. Yeah. And it's going to be something... It's going to be a big achievement for me. I don't know what it looks like. Yeah. what it smells like but it's gonna be real <laughs> it's gonna be real <laughs> the best thing it can be is, is real. do you know what I mean yeah. so yeah, yeah. like going back to your question feel like you know if I was to speak to myself my ten, 10 years ago self I would also say like you know you're gonna get some knockbacks do you know what I mean and yeah. just keep your head up and keep going no matter what it looks like and it's mm. gonna get tough it's gonna get tough you know what I mean it's yeah. gonna look like all of this was for nothing, but you just keep going because guess what? Even if it's five people that love mm. what you do, then let those five people be continually continue to be blessed by what you Absolutely. will continue to do. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that's my stance. That's, yeah, that's think, my honest stance. I that's think, the honest truth. Yeah, yeah, no, good. that's that's. I mean, I, I think whatever you do, man, um, just do it for you. Ultimately, do it yeah. for you because you have to. That's, Being unashamedly, yeah, yeah exactly. Because um, anything. Like you said, if, if people like it, great, you know. But ultimately, writing music, writing your own album, it's all for you. you yeah. Know, don't think about how this is going to impact other people because <coughs> it's got to come from you first. And if people mm. like it, they'll jump on board with it, mm. you know. Because, um, like, for me personally, I, I 100% believe that you're one of the best male artists and vocalists out there. Oh, bro, thank I, you. I really yeah. do. Phil I re- was showing I, me some of your stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm not I was just, pretty blown away, to be honest. I mean... Yeah, you know, I'm, not, I'm not just sort of saying it because you're here, but I, I do genuinely, and, and there's not many in your, your bracket for, for me. So... Oh, thanks, bro. With all, all being said, and all we've, we've talked about, I've got to say thank you so much for, for, for being here, man, because it's been a real it's pleasure. pleasure. Thank you, honestly. Right, uh, <laughs> really nice conversation, man. You guys are great. This is amazing. Amazing. Keep going, please. Well, thank right. you, man. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, mate. Honestly, yeah. it's been an absolute pleasure. I've, I've really, really enjoyed it. Thank you. Me too, man. Last thing to say, where can people find you on your socials? Um, I am at Jazz Ellington on everything. Uh, one Z. J-A-Z-E-L-L-I-N-G-T-O-N. <laughs> Brilliant. Amazing. Okay. Well, that is, uh, concludes today's Jamspot podcast. It's been it a does. good one. It's been it's been amazing. It's been eye opening. Yeah, think. really good. Really eye opening. Very very interesting. We could have talked for for days. I think. But, yeah. Well, so much to cover. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah, thanks for for watching and listening, and uh, we'll be back with another one soon. Bye. Thank you very much. <laughs>